you're listening to Melanie, and we got the news yesterday that Melanie, who is the husky voice uh, singer-songwriter that you just heard uh, singing, lay down, um, died yesterday at the age of 76. And she, uh, it's funny, I was playing the song, Lay Down, and uh, Melanie herself um, was inspired. She later said the sight of people as she was standing up on stage. She's one of only three women to play solo at Woodstock. Oh, okay. She went from playing coffee houses to being on this stage looking out at, you know, however many thousands of people were there and it started raining and people started lighting candles. And that's where she said that's what inspired her to write Lay Down Candles in the Rain, which she recorded with the gospel styling Edward Hawkins singer. But I'm playing the song in the double wide and just like, ah, Melanie, I just loved her. Why are you playing her today? I said, she died yesterday. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Brand New Key is my go-to karaoke song. And in 1972, like her Stone Groundworks album that came out, it was just kind of, it was just like, she was just like right there with Carol King, you know, like the singer, songwriter, writing her own music, right. writing very deeply personal I have no idea lyrics. who she was. I still don't. Well, you'll know when you hear you Brand keep, New Key, because this was that. number one. <laughs> And it was kind of played, it shows up in movies to give a a flavor. And she wrote this song, um, and some radio stations banned it because they thought, referring, I've got a brand new key, I've got a brand new roller skate, and you've got the brand new key with sexy talk. Oh, she wrote that, I know that. Yeah, you know this song, so here, this is Melanie. But she wrote that song in, like, um, she said, uh, she wrote it really... um, Fast, also like 15 minutes because she wanted kind of a cute little ditty song. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, but um, yeah, she, Melanie, Janis Joplin, and Joan Baez were the three women who played unaccompanied, if you will, by any men. And she just, she said, I didn't know anybody and they didn't know me and I didn't party or hang out with anybody. I just kind kind of... So you're, I, I'm sorry, Mister. So you're saying she never like duetted or sang a song with another guy? She may have, but at w- no, Woodstock, she, it was, was, she a, was a standalone okay, performer. Okay, at Woodstock, Woodstock, Woodstock in the early okay. '70s. That's cool, though. I well, like that. I mean, I mean, not cool that that was the case, but that she did it Woodstock on her own. Woodstock was 1969. Yeah, it was just one summer. Yeah, she did it and on her own. It was. I can't imagine. You know, do you want to know what Barbara Streisand was doing in 1969? <laughs> Please tell me. Well, here's what I do know. I finally, she's finally met John Peters. Oh, finally. And, and how she met him is she was at Carol Burnett's party and she saw a woman there with a very short, stylish hairdo. Mm. And she asked who cut his hair, her hair and she said, John Peters. That's right, because so, he is like the inspiration <laughs> for Warren Beatty and shampoo. Yes, so she he came, she invited him to her house. She kept him waiting 45 minutes. Oh, my. And when, and, and he, he was going to leave, and she came down. And he said, "Don't ever do that. Make me wait again." And she liked that. And she <laughs> did. Said, she say she liked. Well, that? she said he always took credit for her haircut. That one before that he never did. And I should have listened to some of those signs. But he was an intriguing man, John. He <laughs> I wore platform shoes once, and he he was only five nine. So I took him off immediately. And he pursued her and pursued her and pursued her and made the wig that she used in this one movie. The curly and, one? 
No, it was a straight one. It wasn't the main event. It was just a straight mm-hmm. look. I don't even know what movie because I get so lost in all the other 900 details. But was she demonized by him, basically? I'm not mesmerized? there yet. Oh. I'm mesmerized. Yeah. And so what happened is he finally, he's like pursuing or pursuing her, John Peters. Um, and Barbara Streisand were talking about, and this is in the early seventies, like 72, beautiful. And he asked her if he, she would go on a date and he's, she's like, no, he's like, why not? She goes, I don't see myself with anyone, but a very educated person, (laughs) older person, you know, maybe a scientist, maybe an attorney. That's why I see myself. So the next time he comes over to her house he shows up with horn, small wire horn glasses, a purple like smoking jacket. <laughs> uh, he used to drive a red Ferrari. He gets like an someone's Jaguar that's a sedan to drive yeah. and a pipe. Oh, my God. And so he really pursued her. And she said, we're getting to the stars born stuff. But she said, I should have trusted that he never followed through and was always a little shady on things. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to that. But mm-hmm. she was she was intrigued with him. Yeah, she was. That was happening. Remember when he That's and Pamela not... Anderson were going to get married for Just a second? Like two years ago. Yeah. Two or he years did ago. tie they, the knot. They, they got did married tie the for knot. Like a week. Yeah. They were like married that. for a week after her <laughs> marriage to the guy up in the island. The carpenter. Yes, up in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vancouver. No, that he unbelievable. He sounds like an interesting one, but anyhow, wow. um, you know, I'm I just so want to give a shout out. And I once met a snake in a cage that somebody showed me, and the snake. Followed me oh, like Lord. another. As I went over here, oh, the snake went over there. <laughs> then I went over here, and I loved the jawline of a snake. Oh, I wish oh, I had that jawline. You know, some of the famous models have that great jawline. So, oh yeah, I love a jawline of a snake. All I, who can even see a jawline? I just see the well, slicker thing come out of their mouth. Nicole Kidman is posing with a snake around her neck in Vogue Australia, and. You know, I'm mesmerized by the snake and how much it looks like a necklace. And I guess I can see that the snake has a very taut jawline. You can see the (laughs) jawline. I mean, serious. So thank you, Nicole. Uh, When Barbara sees this, she's going to go lose her mind to see your jawline right above a snake's jawline. Posing as a necklace. Okay. Very, She's going to lose her mind. Very funny. If she very, gets this copy. Oh, my gosh. James, just, this book we've got to go get pie in a diner in Papano, and let's discuss this cover. No, she is very... <laughs> Does she's she, she's very. De- I mean, I'm telling you, detail oriented. But yeah. I, I I kind of am digging some of the latest <laughs> yeah. stuff because she's kind of. Yeah. It's just too much. Her book is not selling. By the way. Oh really? It, it, yeah. No, it's too heavy. I picked it up at Costco. See, I feel that way. About <laughs> I picked it up it's, at Costco. That's too heavy. It reminded me of the children's Bible that I got from a Baptist camp <laughs> in Japan. That was humongous. It was full of beautiful pictures, and it was like a thousand. Felt like a thousand pages, like the Grimm's it is. fairy tale. Oh, jeez, it's yeah. a big book. And I just thought, I, I, I'm going to get carpal tunnel holding no, I this know. book. <laughs> it's the truth. You need to buy it, a pillow to prop it up. And I realize I don't want to have anybody read to me. Lori, very interesting, <laughs> and we're going to go away with that. Mm-hmm. I feel that way sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take a quick break. This is uh, us on my talk. And um, we're going to be right back with Random Thoughts. And I love the jawline I love of the, the snake. Jawline. I wish I had that jawline. 
All right, everybody. Beautiful. The Carol King story. The tickets are starting to sell because that is the next show on the main stage at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. And this is the life story of Carol King, her very young I mean, she was so young, 15, writing songs for all these major groups. We're going to see all the songs she wrote for the groups. And her parents did not want her to be going into the city. They wanted her to be getting going to school, school, not fooling around writing music and lyrics with Gary Goffin and this other couple called Cynthia Weil and Barry Mann. But they they turned out so many songs. It's literally the soundtrack to the 60s. With one fine day, some kind of wonderful up on the roof, you make me feel like a natural woman. Will you love me tomorrow? It is just hit after hit, and then the story's so great, and the acting is terrific. And they've got the they Monet Sable who performed the role of Carol King on the Broadway tour. It's going to be great. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Julia's Random Thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. That's it. That's all it is. Hello, everyone. It helps to turn on your microphone. It does. Certainly does. Um, 101 Radio. Okay, so we have been talking about the what's happening in the publishing world, in the magazine world, with layoffs and, and uh, people folding and people folding. Pitchfork folded into GQ, Pitchfork Music Magazine, and now Forbes Magazine is staging a three-day walkout beginning today. It's their very first job strike in 160 years. Damn. And they are saying the media business being destroyed by corporate greed. The newsroom does not exist anymore. That's and frightening. They've been whittled down by their owners. And, um, you know, people don't respect enough. And because everything gets sold in a package deal to like a, a hedge fund over here or a teacher's mm-hmm. credit union over there or something, no one cares about the product anymore except for the numbers that it makes. And so they are going on strike and they're not going to come back to work till Monday. The New York Daily News is also walking out today. So just a lot in the last week, LA Times lost 115 of its oh, editorial staffers. Yeah. So there's just a big thing going on. You, you can't, the journalism. LA Times, the guy, the, the rich billionaire who owns the LA Times, they 
Like, they don't think sports is important to the L.A. Times. Yeah. Okay, that would be like one of the, yeah. you know. Hottest, hottest sections sometimes and start to be in a Pioneer Press. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. A reason why people subscribe by, you know, and mm-hmm. there was something with deadline. I mean, all in like a cost-saving move on yeah. printing or something like that. I mean, it was just, I've read a few things and I'm just like, oh my God. What what are what what is the thinking going on? We don't know. We don't, we know. don't know. But something's happening. Okay, so here's some weird random things. So you know when you untwist a bottle of um, something with carbonation, and you used to do this. Lori used to love her snapples, and you'd always do the snapple read of the day. Yes. Yeah. And you quit doing that. But when you untwist the top of something that's carbonated inside the plastic top, there is a, a like a blue rubber thing. You know, the blue rubber thing inside the yeah, top? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a, yeah, a like, seal. Like a seal or so, it's see-through a little bit. Blue, yes, but see-through. Yes. yes and yes. what that is, is it has a purpose. That little disc, it's to keep carbonation in a drink. Huh. That's its only purpose. So you always kind of wonder what that's doing. This I've is, never wondered it. Well, <laughs> i got to say. Well, you're not <laughs> as curious about silly things like <laughs> I am. I mean, I'm um, not even... If I know what I'm looking at, oh. well, I'll to show you later. If you right. saw, if you if you you would you would recognize it. Once All right, you. take a twenty ounce and look underneath. You'll see it. You'll see oh. it. Um, we talked about this years ago, but it was like kind of a big eye opener for a lot of people. But when you look at your gas tank, this is important when you're renting a car, you're driving someone else's car. The arrow coming out of the gas tank on the the, the gas gauge, gas gauge, the arrow coming out of they have a picture of a gas tank. Mm-hmm. With a hose on one end, and whatever side the arrow is pointing, that's the side of your car that Love has it. the gas gas tank mm-hmm. where you fill your gas. Easy for you to say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, I, every car I get into now, since you told us that, I, I am not kidding you. I look every time. I well, right, know. because I you know. could be. Yeah. You could be you know in the bugs, wrong side. You know what bugs me is, uh, you know, and I, I mean, it doesn't bug me, but I always am. I wonder why people stretch a hose to the wrong side. Do you want to know why? Because the lines are so long to go to the right side that at <laughs> okay. Costco, I always go in the wrong line because I'm not going to wait. Yes, it reaches fine. You just have to hold it. Yeah. You just have to sit out there and hold it. I'm not going to wait for 30 minutes in the... Because everybody's... Because th- everyone, everyone has the gas tank on that side. It seems like it's it. It's kind of like American cars versus other cars depends on what yes. side your gas tank yes. is. So yeah. foreign cars all have it on the left side yeah. pretty much. <laughs> and American have it on the right. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so that's why. I That explains it because I'm like, geez, <laughs> these people are really nimble. Oh, no. I go out there all the time because I'm not going to wait in line for the long line. I don't so have you that stretch. patience. I'm a stretcher. You, you do the gas stretch. I do the gas stretch. And you have to hold on, like if you're using a get a yeah that thing could fly around and it hit flies somebody. out and it stops on its own okay what do you think okay this one i think is a good one you know hats beanie hats world yeah, i think those familiar. were the first hats and stocking caps but the pom-pom on top of hats um there is a purpose for that pom-pom it's to keep the knitted material together no that's what i would have thought um it turns out they weren't an excess accessory french sailors used to wear hats with pom-poms so they wouldn't hit their heads on the ceilings of the ship during rough weather the <laughs> yeah. pom-pom served as a cushioning effect protecting mm. their heads from injury Look so that's that. where that little thing came wow. it wasn't always decorative that's mm-hmm. funny milk juds you know the what plastic milk a milk jug, the plastic milk jugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you get like, um, they always have these indentations and these circles and everything. It's to protect it when it falls from splatting out everywhere. 
So because of that, the aerodynamics, it allows the jug to to flex a little bit more and Ah, not burst. Not burst, so everything comes out. Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. I've only got one more thing that I I mean, think of the experiments that must have been done with that. I know. (laughs) Grant, this one I'm thinking about you and me. Yeah. Um, If you're getting fresh french fries at at McDonald's, um, the top one side is longer. Look at this picture. And that's supposed to be your ketchup holder. Like if you flip down oh, one of your tops on the box, yes, yes, the tall one, the, you put the, it down. The tall, and, the tall on the back half of the yes. box, and you flip, flip that down, over. and then that would be your catcher for your ketchup. Nobody's got time to open those ketchup packages. You're I mean, you do stuffing too. those French fries no, in your mouth. I can't I eat am. them without ketchup. Oh, yeah. oh, I need I the ketchup. Can. They're so good. They're the so ketchup. good naked. <laughs> All right, here's my last one. Okay, so Advil gel capsules. Took one last night. Okay. They can be used to be a pimple spot remover. Really? So Advil is was used as a spot treatment in the past because it contains ibuprofen, which is an anti-inflammatory, and it's liquid. And if you punch a little needle through the edge of one of them, mm-hmm. you can just apply it to your little pimple and let it sit for 15 minutes. It takes the redness and the swelling away. Oh. So... Safety pins are us. And that's the only other one I'm going to tell you, because I like this one, because we have a padlock outside at the cabin. And underneath the padlock, next to where your key is, goes in, there's a little hole. Right. And that's for draining water that falls down on top of the padlock. Have you ever seen that? I've seen the hole. Never know what that's for. Because so many padlock things are uh, exposed to the elements. Absolutely. You got your outdoor sheds, everything. Yes. Makes sense. And the rain falls on it, and the rain doesn't just all stay on the top. And it would rust it. It would stay in there, and it would rust, and it would seize up if it doesn't have a way to drain through. And then everyone's breaking in. (laughs) Yes. That's that's another thing. Who knows all these little clever things? Okay. And the last clever random. Were you on Reader's Digest this morning? I I go there. uh, Listen, I have to go deep because other stuff is talked about and when i come i I have to work a different angle um but this was in the machine yesterday and i don't know i feel like we need to mention it because eric estrada was everything back in the day on the tv show chips about the two la cops on their motorcycles yeah and he was beautiful when we first met eric estrada and Mm -hmm. his beautiful white teeth and his Mm -hmm. gorgeous looks he did not have a motorcycle license when he was on that they just let him drive yeah Mm -hmm. yeah you wouldn't Nah. Probably wouldn't. No, nah, because of how they were filming. How, and they were on big, you know, that doesn't that big Harley at all. Yeah, he's probably been riding motorcycles since he was like, you know, in junior high or something. Dirt bikes or Eric, something. Eric, good old Eric Estrada. Yeah. Can I tell you? He's very cute. I vaguely recall that, but he was too old for me. I remember thinking, no, he's too old for me. And he, he was like my dad's age. It, uh, yeah. Anybody who was my dad's age, oh, you know. I can't. And, and That's too old. Too old. Well, her dad was 10 years older. Than no, her he was 17. This is why we struggled. But, <laughs> but still, he was 35 when I was 17, so I wasn't attracted to anybody who was like uh, 35-ish. Yeah, you, I, I was attracted right to Mick Jagger because he was a year younger. Okay, there's, 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 I there's I the line. That. Yeah. That and I was sense. attracted to Elvis because it was Elvis. Uh, you know? There you go. There, there you go. we go. All right. And other things, um, I just, there's kind of a cute story because you know how bad that kicker for the Buffalo Bills, oh. who at the end 
end of the game. His, Tyler Bass. Yeah, his kick missed. Mm-hmm. Well, Taylor Swift fans have rallied behind him because he's a cat lover and yep. a pro. The Taylor Swift effect, effect is the breakout star of the year. Yeah, and right. and he has worked with this um, cat organization to help um, cats out that are homeless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they have raised over two hundred sixty thousand wow. dollars. For 10 Lives Club, Love which is it. a cat club in Buffalo. And he had to is, turn off his social and media cats. and everything. He was getting death threats. I, people oh, are crazy. Yeah, I was just going to say, this is a team This yep. is a team that just went through a horrible loss and yep. are going through a hard time, and yep. yet they step up and make it right. Taylor Swift fans. Taylor yeah. Swift fans. Yeah. People not, from the opposite not, team. This but is, I, w- I would say some of those might have been because sure, of, of the Jason Kelsey yeah. and how he interacted with all the fans. Yeah. I think some of them might have been like, let's just, let's pass over the buck a little bit. Maybe. And let's do it with Taylor, too. Yeah. Let's, all right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, everybody. This is just the best testimonial for Learning Rx from about Quinn, that his confidence has increased exponentially. Pronounce that word. Exponentially. That's such a hard word. We need that. I know. She's a better reader. She responds quicker to questioning and with more confidence. We could not be more impressed with the work that Josh has done with Quinn during our time here at Learning Rx and would suggest Learning Rx to any family who has a child who is struggling with reading, comprehension, dyslexia, attention. It works. They love it. The improvement Quinn has made in reading and processing has been more than we could even ask for. And imagine if you have a kid that's struggling in school and there's something that you can do to help them. It would be real hard not to. You're unlocking all the future years of education in their life. It works. Learning Rx. Call them today. The assessment's 50% off when you mention Lori and Julia. That's Learning Rx. We are delighted to have a conversation with Kyla Sisson. Um, My Talk Loves Local is back, and we love, absolutely love all of our listeners because one thing that we do so well in our listening community is support our local nonprofits, our local businesses, and um, you're going to want to know more about um, about Kyla and her, um, Kyla Sisson, she's the outreach coordinator for Rainbow Support Group, and today we're talking about Windspan Life Resources. Welcome, Kyla. Hi. Is it Kyla or Kaya? Kyla. Kyla, you got Kyla. it. Kyla. Kyla, why don't you let everybody know what Wingspan Life Resources does? Absolutely. So Wingspan um, is a nonprofit that's a residential care provider. Um, we're located here in St. Paul, but we have over 30 group homes throughout the Twin Cities. And also provide some in-home services for people who are still living with their family or independently. So this is um, services for people with developmental disabilities, could be Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, schizophrenia, Alzheimer's, dementia, brain injury, so many more. And sometimes those things go together. And then we have some crisis homes for people that have some higher needs. And also are providing enrichment services like music and arts and this Rainbow Support Group. Oh God! All right, now tell us. So, um, so over thirty group homes in the Twin Cities. You guys do a lot, and we're delighted. Both when we found out that we were going to be talking to you, we we're both excited to learn more mm-hmm. about Wingspan Life Resources, and and part of that is is Rainbow Support Group. Can you tell us how that part of it got started? Absolutely. So back in the early 2000s, there was a program director here who was out as a member of the LGBT community, and he was recognizing this need among our residents for a space that was safe for LGBTQ people that we served. 
Um, and he heard about this group out on the East Coast that was started by Dr. John Allen called the Rainbow Support Group. Um, and he connected with them and started um, the same kind of group here for people in Minnesota. And since then, that has grown into a worldwide network. So we were only the second group in the country, but now there are many, including in Canada and Australia. And we've gotten to connect um, across the world with other people that are doing this kind of support. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, so you guys are celebrating then two anniversaries this year with Wingspan Life Resources. How long have has that been together? Oh my gosh, I'm going to totally blame Is it now. over it's 51. I think it's your 51st. Years. Only yeah, cuz wow. we have this right in front of yeah. us. It's really cool. So, um if someone wants to, you know, volunteer and help out or someone's interested in joining Rainbow Support Group as a member or a volunteer as a guest, how does that process work? Yeah, so um, they can go to our website um, to reach out through our contact form, and that's um, wingspanlife.org. We have more information about Rainbow Support Group there. Um, They can get in touch by emailing and just saying a little bit about who they are, and then we usually do a phone call, and the group is open to anyone, including people who aren't residents at Wingspan, who identifies as having an intellectual or a developmental disability and um, being part of the LGBTQ community. I bet people are so happy that they have you guys as a resource. It's a really cool group. And honestly, it's something that not a lot of other people are offering right, right. now. I think we're getting the word out and more and more people are starting to see how important this support is um, and starting their own groups, which is really exciting. But for, you know, the last 20 years, this is one of the few places in the disability world where people are talking about sexuality at all. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. Very cool. Um, Okay. So if, if someone wants to um, be a part of wingspan, is there fees or how does all that kind of work out? For the support group, it's pretty cool because um, it's totally free and open for anyone, like I said, who has an intellectual disability and is LGBTQ to join in. And we right now um, are really grateful for a grant that we have through the state of Minnesota, through the Department of Human Services. So we're actually able to cover the costs of things like dinner, which we provide at all of our meetings. We've been going to really fun places like the Lush to see their drag shows. So oh, fun. People with a community. Right. Um, if you're living in a group home, sometimes it's hard to meet people and make friends with people who are part of your community. And so that's that gap that we're trying to bridge. That's really cool. If people, so if people wanted to be a part of this group and go to one of these outings, do they have to provide their own transportation and everything like that? Yeah, people provide their own transportation, but if they need assistance with that, we do have a little bit of funding to help out. I love this. I love this. What, you know, um, what concerns do most um, self-advocates, you know, what concerns do most self-advocates want us to address and want you to address? What are the commonalities? Yeah, Well, I would say like for anyone who's part of the LGBTQ community, it can be hard sometimes to know who you can come out to safely to find the resources that you need, whether those are doctors or therapists or support people, just having supportive people in your life who are like, I really love your outfit today. You know, sometimes when you have a disability, you're kind of expected to fit as much as possible into all the other boxes because you're already different in this one way. So mm-hmm. you're 
family might not want you to be different in any other way, but to have people who support you just as you are is a big need for everyone who comes to our group, just to have that safe space where they can be themselves. I, this is so I, critical. I have to know, how did Wingspan start? Like, what is the origin? Because really, even to do this 50 years ago, we're going to address, we're going to try figure out a way to enrich the lives of people who look different, they're not at the same, you know, intellectual level, whatever we called it back then, they probably called people handicapped, right. I don't know. But I'm curious how that started. So I believe that there was an institution at the time um, where a lot of people were living together and I think it got abandoned in some way and someone stepped up to kind of take the role of uh, mm. meeting those needs. So, yeah, ever since then, it's been going strong. Okay. It's, it's, this is We're just delighted to know about that. And the website people can go to if you want more information or you know someone in the LGBT community who has intellectual disabilities, um, it is Wings wingspanlife.org and on the website it's it's real user friendly i'm I'm going around and one of the events that's coming out is a made in the shade walk run roll fundraiser that's going to be next september um which i think would be fun but you have all the events here um for the year and how people can get involved either from a volunteer standpoint or they know someone that could benefit from wingspan life resources and or the rainbow support group um this is Really cool. Is there any more information or anything else that you think our listeners would um, like to know and need to know about Wingspan and Rainbow Sport Groups? Oh, just to say a little bit more about what we do in the yeah. group. Um, we, we kind of alternate between educational discussions, whether that's about dating or um, sexuality or um, gender, kind of understanding more because a lot of people have had through their whole lives, maybe they've been in school and didn't get sex ed like everyone else right. did their classmates because they had a disability. So mm-hmm. they don't have the information that they need to stay safe in their relationships and are at a high risk for abuse. So yeah. part of what we're doing is trying to provide that education that people didn't get in other places and then fun activities. So we want to make sure that the group is also really just a fun place to hang out. We do movie nights and game nights and art so it's kind of a mix of both of those things. Probably been a I lot of love matches that have happened. <laughs> well, definitely friendships. Yeah. yeah. Trying to keep the drama low. But, yeah. You know, yeah. The love matches, sometimes that can get messy. Okay. okay. I believe it. It's a place for people to meet. For sure. Right. And, and Kyla, we're talking with Kyla Sisson. She's the outreach coordinator for the Rainbow Support Group, part of Wingspan Life Resources. Kyla, do you, is there an age group that is kind of the average or does it span from this to this? Great question. It's definitely for adults, so 18 plus. Okay. Um, and then our members range from, you know, someone who's right in that like 19, 20 year old range all the way up through people in their 60s. Oh, great. And people have been part of the group for, you know, over 15 years. They've been coming consistently and we've gotten to see them grow over the years, you know, where they weren't out to their family when they first started the group. This was the only space where they t- could talk about being LGBTQ to coming out to all of their family members. Oh, really cool. I'm, I'm, I think people are so glad to hear about this. This is really cool what you do. And, um, it's, and so it's, it's, um, wings, wingspanlife.org. You've got a lot of information there. And I mean, you guys have 30 group homes around the community. You guys really are a big impact. And thank you for what you do because this is so critical. 
Absolutely. Thank you, too. Oh, it was nice Thank to meet you, you too, Kyla. Nice to meet you, too. Have uh, a great afternoon. You, too. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Can't wait for you to even speak this, Julia. This is uh, from the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation. Okay. Much in the vein of Lake Superior's Twitter account. Yes, or yes, yes. The national parks. Okay, so this is this is it. Hypothetically, it's kind of written like haiku. If I was going to nominate a film about a badger, starring a badger, called Badger, for Best Picture, I'd also nominate the badger, right? If you I know. just got it. Okay. I just got it. That took me a second. Me you got you, it. You're it took us a second. You're texting. No, I'm not. I'm not texting anyone. You're, I'm watching you text. No, I'm, I'm looking for something that we're talking about. No. Okay? We're talking about the Oklahoma <gasps> Department of Wildlife okay. Conservation. Probably the best yeah, that's Barbie reference we've had. Say it again. Hypothetically, if I was going to nominate a film about a badger starring a badger... Called Badger for Best Picture, I would also nominate the Badger, right? That's funny. That's funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. That is the Oklahoma Wildlife Department Twitter. I'm telling you, these 20 somethings are crushing it with some of these um, funny, funny, funny funny accounts. And because I do like the national parks, and Lake Superior is pretty sassy too. Okay, Lisa Vanderpump. You know, getting ready for. I saw that this this morning. Back. I saw this happen this morning. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, I was watching Hoda and um, Jenna. Okay, and um, Jenna Bush asked her the million dollar question. Have you reached out to Kyle Richard? Well, what do you think about? She started this. What do you think the rumors about Kyle Richard and Mauricio? And did she? she and just she said, said, I don't know. I never she see those said, two. She said, I. Um, I've heard of the rumors, mm-hmm. and and she, so she says. I've heard of the many rumors. She said many. I've heard. I went back to listen. Yeah. To, I've heard of the many rumors. And she's online but, a lot, Lisa but, Vanderpump. Yeah, and yeah. she says, but do I listen? No. I mean, there's so many rumors going around about everything at all the time. So she kind of recovered there. Yeah. And then she said, very housewife answer. Yeah, and she said she thinks it's sad and a shame. And when asked if she would reach out, and she says, I think that ship has sailed. No. That means no. Yep. She's. But she was she, with Mauricio on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, because she was in the audience yes. because Ariana yes, was on. Exactly. So they said hi. She didn't yeah. ever have beef with her. Um, I get where Lisa's coming from because sometimes with a friend, and I'm not talking like I, these two weren't friends, like hmm. you and I, they don't go back 30 years or something like that, but someone that. Kyle did Lisa dirty in that season mm-hmm. with that whole Juicy Lucy, Apple Goosey, Puppy Gate BS. We got so sick of it. Yeah, we did. And I think Lisa Vanderpump, like many, like Dorit is having this epiphany. Kyle has friend crushes. She crushes and love bombs a friend and then dumps her other friends. For the new friend, I mean, you've right. this yeah, happens. Yeah. We've this happens sometimes with friends, and us, uh, Lisa really couldn't handle it. 
she really felt yeah. that Kyle would have held her, had her back. And now she's accepted that she isn't that person. And so she's just like, I'm better off without her. She can't disappoint me again. Again, that ship has sailed. That ship mm-hmm. has sailed. All right, here's one. And what I was looking for, because this delighted me today, on Kim Cattrall's Instagram account, she's sitting on the edge of a bed that looks like she's in a hotel room mm. in an orange suit, leaning over, looking just polished and all that. And her comment is, what now with the kissy face? Okay? Okay. And she's looking Samantha-like or boss chick-like. Boss okay? lady. Boss lady-like. Because oh, yeah. her, her show was canceled that she was doing being a boss lady um, in Canada, whatever that show is. I can't remember. You didn't even bother to watch it. I think I, I watched I, one I watched episode. one. It was hard to do. But of the 70,000-plus comments, or 1,400 comments, they're all about, are you coming back? Is this... Could you be coming back to and just like that? Well, Could you be coming back? Patricia Fields is always the first one to like Kim Cattrall's mm-hmm. comments. She goes to the top. She goes to the top. Yeah, then that's what Kim, happens. can you reboot Samantha or does SJP own the copyright? Imagine following a show following Samantha as Jones as she's living in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um uh, return as Samantha and tell Carrie that you and Big were lovers for 10 years, including the night before a wedding <laughs> at the library. <laughs> a being Samantha spinoff. Um, Anything you want, Queen. Yeah. Um, it really is Samantha, giving, please. It is giving bleep around and find out vibes, but Glamorous was the name of her yeah. show that uh, everyone forgot to watch. Yep, we did. Mm-hmm. But anyway... That was, she just looks, I, you just miss her. Yeah. You just miss her in that role. I never thought, I could, I can't believe someone looks that fantastic she, wearing orange. She looks amazing. Yeah. She just looks amazing. Well, I just want a good part for her and, you know, my other girl, Sharon. Sharon Stone. Did you see her on CBS Sunday morning no. painting? No. She's a painter. Well, good for her. She's always painted, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to find that. Fact, are we going to find that about you that you've had this hidden hobby all these years? You know what? Even when the little Bruce, the little two and a half year old, I got out the art supplies because mm-hmm. I have them like any good yes. self-respecting go-go would have. And I, too, was just wanted to put on stickers, just very much like oh, I so was you, when a kid. Oh, you're not a drawer. I'm not, not really. Not even for half a second. I mean, maybe for a second, but stickers and paper dolls, things like that were so much more satisfying. Really? So, yeah. So I was okay. like, yeah, Bruce didn't want to really draw, but he wanted a sticker, and I was with him. That's so funny. Stickering is fun. I never was into stickering. Julia and I don't know where I bought all these amazing stickers, but I had glitter stickers and animal stickers and cartoon. You know, I think, uh, I don't know. I just remember really loving stickers. That's just so funny. Um, Okay, just this is like a a feedback from a half an hour ago. Feedback when we were talking about the Advil gels, pinch a little hole in it and put on a zit. Yeah. Someone said toothpaste works too. Yeah. Because it gets rid of it. We've kind of known that. So thank you. Um, for your Lenny for weighing in on that one, uh, Doug Lyman, who directed Jake Gyllenhaal in the new Roadhouse movie, did a big. Thing. We have we posted that the trailer. It's so bad. It's it's so bad. It's, it's so bad because it's not even the movie. It's not even the movie because Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse, he was like a uh, a bouncer 
slinger. He did it for he he would always say to people, be nice. He didn't want to beat people up. He didn't need the job. This is yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is some down in his out out and UFC fighter. Anyway, but Doug is not mad that he made a movie that doesn't resemble Roadhouse in any way, shape, or form. He's mad because, and he won't go to South by Southwest because Amazon told him it would be in the theaters. I would be mad too. For so a month, and it's only it's dropping on Amazon. So here's what He's happened: boycotting is, his own yeah, premiere. The movie was made for MGM. Amazon bought MGM Studios. This is what happens. And Doug. so um, they, um, he was told they would release it at least for the movie theater. And they he lied. Said, that guy doesn't even have his job anymore. The guy who told him that he got sacked in the merge. You know what I mean? Okay, but fine. But yeah. this guy, this director, Doug, he, and he's a good director. He man. works with Tom Cruise a lot. He's done some other Born movies. Identity. Yeah. I mean, he is a good director, but he's boycotting his own movie. And, uh, you know, that's a big stand to take because Amazon seems to be a pretty good studio to work with. They seem to Maybe have a lot of money. Maybe he'll change his mind, you know. No, he won't go, but Jake will be there. And and again, for the plot of the Patrick Swayze movies, not that many people remember it. So I don't. I, Julia, Julia, I, I don't. Julia, okay. And, and I know it's call not a rom com. No, it doesn't matter. But you matter. would be surprised at how many people have accidentally become Roadhouse fans. I'd like you to all call in right now <laughs> and tell us a famous line from the Roadhouse movie. Be nice. Uh, uh, be, be nice. Be That's nice. The three rules. The three right. rules. The Look, last be, one, nice. be nice. That's well, what are the first two? I can't remember. Right before he punches, and in that trailer that we posted. <laughs> Um, no, the poster yesterday, be nice sign was up on the wall in neon, neon and a green yeah. cooler. Cause was Dalton called cooler? Yeah. You see the cooler? Yeah. yeah. Again, Dalton. Anyway, listen, you should watch it just to glory in the beauty, the physical beauty oh, of Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. So here, the three rules. Never underestimate your opponent. That's okay. right. Accept the unexpected the and be, be nice. nice. <laughs> All right. There we go. Mm-hmm. That's great. I, I mean, it's it's not it's not a re- it's a completely different roadhouse. All it has in common is the name. There you go. So maybe it'll be it'll be good, but if I have to say something nice, would you? I'll, I can be nice. <laughs> can, can you? Uh, Wait yes. A Wait a minute. I can, be sure? nice. I can be nice about how I enjoy watching Jake Gyllenhaal's body in motion. I agree with you 1,000%. He is a good representation of Patrick Swayze in that movie. Yep. Just from that one trailer. That's the one good thing I can take from it. Yeah, There we go. That's a big one. Yeah. His, he's ripped. Is basically he is. is the Hollywood speak. Yeah. All right, we'll be back.